Good evening. I'd like to call the Planning and Zoning Commission meeting for December 7th, 2022 to order. Uh, before we get started, I'd like to make an announcement that the streaming currently isn't working. NCTV is recording this meeting and it'll be posted tomorrow morning. Um, with that, Secretary Robbins, roll call. Athanakar. Here. Castanoli. Here. King. Here. Lacerdo. Here. McDaniel. Here. Richelia. Nope. Robbins, here. Ann Summer on right. Here. All right, great. We've got a quorum. Uh, first order of business tonight is public forum during the public forum. For, excuse me, forum. Members of the public have the opportunity to address Planning Zoning Commission on issues which are not part of agenda, uh, tonight's agenda. Secretary Robbins, do we have anyone signed up? We do not. Okay. <clears throat> Our next order of business is public hearings. For each hearing, we will begin with a staff presentation or introduction, followed by the petitioner's presentation. We will then take public testimony to ensure that we have an opportunity to hear from each person wishing to speak. Please keep your comments specific to the request under consideration and try to avoid repetitive comments. Also, for the sake of all those in attendance, please refrain from clapping, shouting out, and responses or comments made by any speaker. Following all public testimony, the petitioner will provide clo closing remarks just prior to the closure of the public hearing. No public testimony will be taken after the petitioner begins their closing remarks or during the Planning and Zoning Commission's deliberation. Um, I will now swear in any members of the public wishing to speak. Those who wish to speak, please stand up. Anyone wishing to speak, please stand up. Okay. Please raise your right hand. Respond, I do. I swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. Thank you. The first case on tonight's agenda is PZZ 221080-235 West Jefferson Avenue. West Jefferson Avenue, Kathleen Russell from staff will present the case. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Kathleen Russell from the city's planning services team. PZC 22-1-080 submitted by the petitioner Don Brown is a request for a variance to the off-street park, off parking requirements for a real estate professional office at 235 West Jefferson Avenue, the Ellis Chin team. The subject property is located east of the intersection of Eagle Street and Jefferson Avenue. The parcel is approximately 8,250 square feet and is improved with an office building and detached garage. Per code, the, a professional office is required to provide 3.3 parking spaces per 1,000 square feet. The proposed office is 1,767 square feet, so six spaces would be required. The proposed site plan will include three spaces with a deficit of three parking spaces. Staff would require the outdoor parking space to be striped. The petitioner has estimated that the maximum amount of people on the site, including employees and customers, is three people. The petitioner has explained that a majority of the employees will be in the field, most work will also be remote, and most transactions are virtual or at another location. For these reasons, staff is in support of the request for a variance to reduce the required number of off-street parking spaces subject to the following condition. If the city's zoning administrator determines that the petitioner's parking needs cannot be accommodated within the parking on the subject property, the petitioner shall take adequate measures to meet the parking needs, including but not limited to formally assigning slash reserving parking spaces for each employee, establishing an overflow parking location offsite, or construction of additional parking spaces, which shall be subject to review and approval by the zoning administrator. Failure to take, failure to timely take adequate measures to adequately accommodate the owner's parking needs may result in the city's revocation of the parking deviation. 
staff requests you conduct a public hearing and I will remain available for questions. Thank you. Great, thank you. Any questions for staff? Commissioner Cassiolis? Um, when I read what you posted, is there six bike spaces already on this site? There are not. There are six spaces required based on required, the square Required, so there's feet. not six already there? Correct. Is there any spaces already there on, on this site? There are, there is availability for three spaces. It okay, would be but two. none are, okay, thank you. Okay, any other questions? Petitioner, please like to come up. Hi, could you just let us know your name, please? Yes, hi, uh, my name is Alice Chin, um, the owner of the Alice Chin team. Um, and I do have uh, just a couple of slides, if that would be okay. So this is just a picture of the before the building and then after the current existing building. Um, we thought it'd be beneficial to um, show the Planning Commission uh, a site map and then a copy of the most recent survey. Um, as you can see, the building is uh, towards the front of the, the lot and there is a very narrow singular driveway that leads up to the back and there is a two-car two detached garage in the back as well. Uh, so two out of the three spaces uh, that we are petitioning for the variance would be within the garage, and the third space would be adjacent, leaving enough space for um, exit and entry. Uh, we're just re kindly requesting that the number of parking spaces required for the office uh, to be from 5.8 to 3, based on the following few points. Uh, we are at the same time in the process of re-adding the property to the special service area back into special service area SSA 33, in which a previous owner removed the property from. The process will not be completed until January of 2024 due to waiting periods required by state, state law. Uh, because they pay into the SSA, which in part the funds, part, partially funds the city's parking decks, properties within this SSA are not beholden to the city's parking requirement as per our knowledge. Um, this would eventually, hopefully, render the need for the, the variance moved. Um, our second point is that this, we're asking for a minimal change. The property's footprint has been the same since it was originally built in 1895. We did maintain part of the foundation, the limestone from 1895. Uh, the only change that has occurred was the addition of a single back room in the 1970s. The improved building occupies the same exact footprint as the original. Um, adding a couple hundred square feet, we bumped out the second floor um, at the top. And then due to the vintage nature of the property, the driveway is very narrow. Um, it's barely enough for one car uh, to get through, uh, definitely not enough for a second car to, to go across. The back of the lot is very small and tight. Six parking spaces is really impossible to fulfill. Um, as accommodating that would require significant reduction of the square footage of the building. Um, that it stands now, or demolition of the garage. Uh, the lot measures exactly 50 by 120, as you can see from the first slide on the survey, uh, which is 0.13 acres, and it's actually 6,000 square feet. Uh, to accommodate six 18 by eight spaces, 14.4% of the lot's footprint would need to be parking. 
Our third point is our business's requirements. We are a very small real estate team with four employees, most of which are on the road uh, for a lot of the day. Our agents, uh, which comprise the rest of the team, four full-time agents, they are fully remote, in and out of the office on the road. We very rarely have clients visit the office. When they do, it's only for a few minutes to drop off an earnest money check, um, sign a couple initials on a contract, or get a document notarized. Uh, we don't require more space. Our team actually operated out of the office directly next door. We, we leased an office at 225, 225 West Jefferson Avenue, and we were only allocated two parking spaces during the time that we were in that property. Uh, the building is as much of a place to hang our team's name in downtown Naperville uh, as it is a place to conduct our business. Uh, we do not actually utilize most, if not all, the square footage. Uh, we could just run the business from the first floor if needed. Um, our last point is the, the building is uh, zoned transitional use, uh, and it's among a small row of properties that are zoned this. The new building could have been built as a residential building or mixed use, in which case the parking requirements would not have applied, uh, per my knowledge. Uh, if we had simply moved into the existing building, despite it not being in safe uh, conditions to work in, we would also have not had to request um, or meet this requirement. Uh, we've put significant funds into the building over the last uh, 12 to 18 months, which has overall inc uh, increased the overall curb appeal of the Jefferson Avenue uh, prominent street in downtown Naperville. And thank you very much again uh, to the Planning and Zoning Commission for your consideration. Great, thank you. Secretary Robbins, we have anyone signed uh, up to speak? We do not. Is there anyone in the public out there that'd like to speak on this? Okay. Commissioners, comments, remarks? No? Yeah, I just, I, I get my hair cut right there. I think the building looks great. I've watched it come up from ground up, so I think it looks great. Um, do you have any closing arguments? Otherwise, I'll close the case now. Okay, awesome. Uh, I'll entertain a motion to close the public hearing for PZC 22-1-080. So moved. Second. All in favor? Aye. Opposed? All right, motion. Commissioner Thanikar, you want to read the motion? Sure. I'd like to make a motion to adopt the findings of fact as presented by petitioner and approve PZC 22-1-080 with the condition noted in the staff report of variance to section 6-9-3 colon 6 to reduce the number of off-street parking spaces required from 6 to 3 for 235 West Jefferson Avenue, the Alice Chin team. Okay, roll call please. Danikar. I agree with the motion. Castanoli. I agree with the motion. King. I agree with the motion. Lacerdo. Agree. McDaniel. Agree. Robbins. I agree. Wright. Agree. All right. You've got a positive recommendation. Thank you. Uh, the next case tonight is uh, on the agenda is PZZ 22-1-088776 South Route 59. Kathleen Russell from staff will present. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Kathleen Russell from the City's Planning Services Team, PZC 22-1-088, submitted by the petitioner, Sri Veda Dharma Shala, is a request for a major change to the Fox River Commons resubdivision PUD to grant a deviation to permit a religious institution at 776 South Route 59, Mall of India. The subject property is located at the southeast corner of the intersection of Route 59 and LaFox Avenue. The parcel is approximately 11.5 acres and is improved with a single 116,000 square foot commercial building and surface parking lot. 
the request requires a land use deviation because the religious institutions are not a permitted use in the B2 zoning district. The proposed religious use will include spiritual guidance and services such as naming ceremonies, first feeding ceremonies, Hindu rituals of initiation, first day of school, wedding anniversaries, and special birthdays. Daily and special prayers also shall be conducted as part of the proposed use. The proposed use will occupy approximately 3,090 square feet in the Mall of India. The proposed modifications to the exterior will be minor, including new signs, wall-mounted lighting, removal of the majority of the chain lane fence along the building, and improvements to the entrance to provide an outdoor seating area for, the, for use prior to services. Staff does not have any concerns with the proposed religious institution and requests you conduct the public hearing. Thank you. Thank you. Could the petitioner please come up? Hi, how are you? Can you turn the microphone on there? You just press the button. Thank you. Shilpa Purohit from Purohit Architects. Thank you, Kathleen. Uh, good evening, Chairperson and the Commissioners. Uh, I'm here from Purohit Architects, representing uh, SV Dharmadhala. Uh, and my representations are also here from the organization in case you have any questions for them, any specific questions beyond uh, what I specify here. Uh, I have a few slides that I would like to go through. Uh, As Kathleen mentioned, we are here tonight uh, to request a use of a religious facility in this uh, uh, PUD, uh, which uh, doesn't allow this facility. And uh, before I go through or breeze through my slide, I would like to give a brief history about the property. This used to be a former uh, garden center for the former Walmart. And I think Walmart probably moved out of here about uh, eight to 10 years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and about three years ago, this main portion of the building uh, which used to be the retail portion, uh, uh, has been occupied by uh, Mall of India. Uh, somehow this garden center is still empty. Uh, not so sure why exactly, but they are not uh, finding any tenant uh, for the use that are allowed in the zoning ordinance. Uh, might be, you know, its distance from the Route 59, its visibility. Uh, it could also be uh, the physical, you know, nature of the building being too long, narrow. Uh, flanked by uh, two uh, you know, buildings on the side. Uh, for whatever the reason is, this has not been a very uh, desirable uh, for the uh, uses that are allowed. But uh, as we say, you know, someone's uh, uh, junk is someone else's treasure, and this is a perfect fit uh, for this organization that is here. Uh, they are perfectly looking for this uh, you know, uh, location. They like the demographics that is around here. Uh, they feel that they would be supporting the businesses that are around here. They would help each other. They're also looking for a long site, uh, you know, building. Uh, and uh, they like the way the building is uh, currently uh, positioned. They are not requesting any addition to the footprint, nor are they trying to change anything to the site. The way the site is right now, the parking, the access, the sidewalks, the 
uh, area that are surrounding the patios. They would like to keep most of it is the way it is. Uh, just generally enhance the overall exterior of the building. Uh, and if I may go inside uh, in the next slide, uh, this is where uh, the Mall of India is. This is the site that is what we are talking about today. It's a long uh, hall. Uh, they are going to probably keep it the, sa the same way that is there, uh, used as a prayer hall or a ceremony hall. Uh, in the front, they would be uh, having some restrooms, uh, offices, and the back area, uh, some storages. Uh, but besides that, they are not looking to alter uh, the nature of the building in any form from outside. They definitely want to enhance the front area, which is a small patio over here. There's a chain link fence. Uh, there are some chain link fence in the back area. Uh, some, you know, uh, work needs to be done in that area also. And that's what the main focus is going to be as far as outside is considered. The parking that we uh, are we have required over here uh, is sufficient in the Mall of India parking that is there. Uh, so we're not requesting any change to that. Uh, we work with the city uh, zoning department and everything that they requested, uh, we uh, have tried to satisfy that. And uh, I think uh, uh, besides this, when you say exterior, this is where the portion is in elevation. Uh, we're requesting a signage. Uh, we are in compliance with the square footage that is allowed. Uh, and uh, with that, I would pretty much uh, 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 concur my, like, you know, basically, uh, end of the presentation over here. So let me know if you have any questions for me or uh, the representation that I have from the organization. Okay, thank you. Commissioners, any questions? Commissioner King. Um, thank you for your presentation. Uh, and looking at um, kind of the purpose and the use of the space, it seems like it would be for prayer and then also for special events. Yes. What is the anticipated number of participants in kind of any given event? Like what would be the largest and then what would be the, the smallest? I think we are requesting about 220 occupants. They were thinking that somewhere around like 100, 150 would be the maximum occupants they would have. Uh, the prayers will be there on a daily basis from 9 to 12 and in the evening between like I would say uh, 4 to 9 o'clock. Uh, so it's going to remain open in the mornings and the afternoon and on special days whenever there's a, some kind of a religious you know, event, they might be open a little longer. Uh, but at any given point, uh, they don't think that they will have more than 150 people. Uh, I would consider this more or less like uh, any religious facility, like a temple or a church, but on a much smaller scale uh, with less bells and whistles. But uh, yeah, that's uh, what it is. Thank you. Commissioner Thanaker. Um, I thank you as well for the presentation. The, it, you know, that, that area, it's good to see the investment that's gone in over the last couple of years <clears throat> um, and familiar with it. And I like to see, you know, the capital investment that you guys are putting in. The one question I had, typically for these kind of developments, we usually see some sort of parking study or things like that. Was that not required because you anticipate the, the current capacity to be sufficient? Yes. So we are not changing any ingress, egress to the site. Uh, we are not changing any entrances. Uh, and then based on what the zoning asked us, we gave them what our requirements are. And this entire property, the way it is done in the PUD, they have an uh, amount of you know, parking that's assigned to each businesses. And then we, whatever we have over here is uh, satisfied. You know, The kind of businesses that they have right now over here and the amount of parking that's available, uh, we would be uh, okay with that. Great. Uh, Secretary Robbins, do we have anyone from the public? We do not. Okay. 
any other questions, commissioners? Do you have any closing remarks? No, I would just like to say thank you for your time and consideration. Thank you. Thank you. All right, then, I'll entertain a motion to close the public hearing for PZC 22-1-088. So moved. So, can I get a second? Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay, motion carries. Commissioner McDaniels, could you read the motion? I'd like to make a motion to adopt the findings of fact as presented by the petitioner and approve PZC 22-1-088, a major change to the Fox River Commons resubdivision PUD per section 6-4-3 colon 12.2 to grant a land use deviation for religious institution at 776 South Route 59. Roll call, please. Athanakar. I agree. Castanelli. I agree. King. I agree. Lacerdo. I agree. McDaniel. I agree. Robbins. I agree. Wright. I agree. All right, great. You got a positive recommendation. Thank you. Okay, the last order of business tonight uh, is tonight's agenda is PZZ 22-1-113, text amendment. Staff will present the text amendment. Good evening, Planning Commission, Allison Laff, Deputy Director of Transportation Engineering and Development, and I am here tonight to present PZC 22-1-113, which are amendments, uh, proposed amendments to the Historic Preservation Chapter of the Zoning Ordinance. In February 2022, City Council asked staff to prepare a report uh, regarding potential changes to our landmarking procedures. This report was presented in June of 2022, and after um, significant discussion, the City Council directed staff to prepare an amendment to this chapter to require property owner consent to file a landmark application. Um, at the same time, the City Council did ask us to create a process that they could use to consider on a case-by-case -case basis a request by an applicant to allow a landmark application to go through the process without owner consent. Um, so tonight's ordinance that you have before you is reflective of that direction that was provided. Um, so just a quick overview of the ordinance. Um, it does require owner consent as the baseline. Um, an owner can submit an application for a landmark uh, to landmark their property. Um, however, a non-owner can also submit that application. In the event that a non-owner is making the application, they are required to give notice to the property owner of record and allow them a time period to respond to that notice to say whether they consent to the application or not. Um, if we don't hear back from the owner, we will assume that they are not giving consent on that application. Um, if consent is not given, the applicant then has the opportunity, but not the requirement, to make a request to City Council that they initiate this special process to potentially allow the application to move forward without owner consent. Um, they will send that information to the City Council, and if a City Council person is interested in considering it, they would raise that item for discussion under new business at a City Council meeting. Um, if three members agree to uh, having that be considered, it would then be added to an agenda item at a future city council meeting. And there is required notice at that point that has to be given to the owner to allow them, or to let them know when it's gonna be considered so that they can you know, prepare a response at that point. Um, when it is presented as an agenda item, the applicant can speak, the owner can speak, any member of the public can speak. Um, and then the council will make the decision if they feel that the uh, request is, should be considered, should be allowed to move through the process without owner consent. At least five city council members would have to vote in favor to allow that to happen. Um, if at any point um, the council doesn't raise under new business or if the council raises it and there's not three votes to make an agenda item, or if it's an agenda item that doesn't receive five positive votes, that would be considered denied. And then at that point, no applications for landmarking can be made for that same improvement in a three-year period. 
the ordinance, and, and I didn't go over it in detail tonight, but it also includes a lot of deadlines that have to be followed for this process. And that's really to ensure that the um, that, that it's a limited process timeframe-wise, because while that item is pending, the owner can't make any changes to their property while that consideration is, is out there. So we tried very hard to um, make sure that it's a fair process for all involved and, and to keep it moving expeditiously. Um, if the city council does approve a landmark application to move forward without owner consent, it would then follow the standard HPC review process. So it goes to the HPC, there's a, um, in the case where there's no owner consent, it's a formal public hearing. There's notice that's required to be given to surrounding property owners, signs posted on the site, city posts notice in the newspaper, and then it's the full blown hearing to consider whether or not the HPC finds that the landmark um, should be designated as, or the property should be designated as a landmark. Um, it's important to note that if council sends something through that process without owner consent, it's the ordinance explicitly says that that's not an indication that they're saying that it should or will be landmarked, just that they feel that it, it's worthy of going through that process. Um, if an application does move forward with owner consent, uh, we propose that application to just be considered as a public meeting. Um, and the difference there is that there's just less um, onerous notice requirements um, because in the case where the owner's consenting, you know, it's just, it's, it's not as contentious as if the owner is not consenting. Um, this proposed uh, amendment was presented to the Historic Preservation Commission on December 1st. There were four public speakers at that meeting that followed the staff presentation. HPC had a lot of good discussion about the ordinance. Uh, Commissioner Robbins was at, in attendance at the meeting. Um, they had some minor technical edits that they proposed to the ordinance. And with those technical edits, they recommended that it be approved um, and the, the vote carried eight to zero. Uh, at tonight's meeting, we're asking that you conduct the public hearing on the proposed amendment, make a recommendation at the conclusion of that, and then that will be forwarded to the city council. At this point, we're expecting it to go on December 20th. And if you have any questions for me, I'd be happy to answer them. Do we have any questions for staff? Alice, I, I just, and, and they're probably silly questions, but why, why three city council members versus a majority to to be added as, new yeah. as an agenda yes. item. That's kind of standard protocol currently. Okay. Anytime a council person brings something up under new business, they request that three people put their hand in the air to make it an agenda item. So we've just kind of held that existing practice. Okay, and then I also read, and, you know, I read through this and it looked like HPC did a great job filtering through all this. So it's kind of nice. Why, why 50 years? Why is that the number for landmarking? You know, that, that's kind of the universally accepted um, timeframe. Uh, there's groups like the Illinois Historic Preservation Agency, there's national groups like the National Register. 50 years is really the threshold that everybody uses for uh, what would be considered for a landmark. Okay, great. I can landmark myself. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's move along here. Uh, do we have any uh, speakers for tonight? Do you want to call uh, the first do. speaker? We have uh, three. First one would be Becky Simon. We'd be happy to help you write that petition, <laughs> Commissioner Lizitter. Thanks, Becky. I'm Becky Simon speaking for Naperville Preservation. Thank you to staff. I know you put a lot of time and effort into these proposals, and I'm just here tonight to say we support them. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Next speaker. Marilyn Schweitzer. Hi, uh, Marilyn Schweitzer, 35-year resident of Naperville. 
And I emailed in my comments, so I'm mainly here just in case anything I said in those warned um, clarification. And as I said, I support the amendments as proposed, although I still question whether the phrase, given the totality of circumstances, um, for the meeting of requests to submit a landmark application without owner consent really expresses any sort of limited purpose. I think the intent at this stage is to avoid the effort and cost involved to prepare a landmark application hearing when there is no hope of ultimately gaining a majority of support by city council. But better wording, I think, is possible to avoid some of the problems with past applications that have been expensive and contentious. Still, I look forward to having the amendments uh, to the ordinance finalized. We, we need to move on and be more focused on historic preservation education surveys to ascertain what are our historic treasures and to encourage landmark designations with owner consent. But again, it's just a, a little bit of concerning about the, the wording won't really have the overall benefit that I think council was going for. So thank you. Thank you. Christine Jeffries. Wow, it's nice walking down the red carpet. I feel like I should be better dressed. Um, so I too want to express our appreciation from the Naperville Development Partnership and speaking for the Chamber of Commerce, uh, Naperville Area Chamber of Commerce. We appreciate the City Council making the motion and we really appreciate city staff. This was not an easy ordinance. Had it just been straight consent, it probably could have been done in, in uh, well, their attorney, so maybe a few hours, but um, having the provision, the stopgap provision, I think is really important, uh, important to the city council, and that creates a, a much more complex document. So um, I'm here to also mention uh, a few teaching moments, if you will. So first of all, as the daughter of a dentist, I want to encourage, and you've heard me say this, for the next four months, I'll be back in braces, so I encourage all the students in the room to get that retainer in your mouth tonight so that you're not my age and back in braces. <laughs> Secondly, I want to, uh, one of the things the city council had recommended was that we all work collectively. See if I'm gonna get this up. I'm looking over at staff. They helped me get it on here. Um, Uh, do I still have it on here? Oh, you're fabulous, thank you. Um, they recommended that we work as a collective unit to promote landmarking by consent. And part of that is something that Naperville Preservation is already doing, but we feel maybe we could all join together and have a little bit more lift and promotion. So the Naperville Development Partnership and the Naperville Area Chamber of Commerce created this website, and it's naperville-landmark.com. Um, I call it an orphan website because it's not attached to the city's website. It's not embedded in ours. Um, it's really designed to be um, kind of the community website. I understand that Naperville uh, Preservation also has a website. So we'll be asking both neighbor settlement which it's already right now in the hands of neighbor settlement to review this website, um, add to it anything that we might be missing, but we try to capture all of the benefits uh, that 
would accrue to a homeowner or commercial business should they want to landmark their property. Um, after neighbor settlement goes through and neighbor settlement has offered to do some educational programs on this for the community, uh, it will go to Naperville Preservation and we ask for their input on this and whether it's merged into their website or not. We are the marketing arm for the city of Naperville. We're not the land marking arm of the city of Naperville, um, but we have a team of graphic designers and web designers. So we wanna offer our assistance to really help make the most robust website that we can have available that the city again would use and all organizations would promote. So I'd answer any questions um, that you may have. If any not, questions? No, thank you. I'll sit down. Thank you. Is that the last speaker? That's it. Okay, do we have anyone out in the audience that would like to speak on this case? Anywhere? Commissioners, you got anything? No? All right. I'll entertain a motion to close the public hearing for PZC 22-1-113. So moved. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Aye. Motion carries. Commissioner Wright, would you read the motion, please? I would like to make a motion to approve PZC 22-1-113, a text amendment to Title VI Zoning Regulations, Chapter 11, Historic Preservation of the Naperville Municipal Code. Roll call. Sataniker. I agree. Casanoli. I agree. King. I agree with the motion. Lucerto. Agree. McDaniel. Agree. Robbins. I agree. Wright. Agree. All right. Thank you. Uh, reports and recommendations. Next is approval of the minutes from the November 16th, 2022 Planning and Zoning Commission meeting. Do we have any corrections to the minutes? Okay, I'll entertain a motion to approve the minutes of the November 16th, 2022 Planning and Zoning Commission meeting. So moved. Second. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Motion carries. Uh, we got no old business, no new business. I'd like to entertain a motion to adjourn the meeting. So moved. Second. All in favor? Aye. Meeting adjourned. Thank you. Yeah, always have something.